lots of times all those statements are doing is putting in a percentage of withdrawal on what your current balance is, estimating your social security based on your age, and many times that's it's just not accurate. It can be off by hundreds of dollars. So be very careful on making long-term planning decisions based on what that 401k statement says. It's time for the Making Money Podcast with financial advisor, Lee Perkins. Welcome in to the Making Money Podcast. I'm Ben George. He's Lee Perkins, owner and financial advisor at JL Perkins Wealth Management in Macon. Today, we're talking about false hope. How do you have false hope when it comes to retirement? Well, you're basing your retirement readiness off of some beliefs that maybe uh, aren't exactly accurate. So we're going to provide you with a few of those and share with some of those reasons why this happens and what you can do to avoid it. So let me welcome in Lee Perkins. Lee, uh, good to talk to you again. How are you? Good, man. I I love the topic because these are things that we seem to talk with to every prospect and every client who comes into the office. So I like trying to help put people on the on the right path. So should should be a good show today. Look forward to it. Yeah, I'm assuming a lot of these things are are conversations you have, as you mentioned, like people might come into you for the first time with a few of these different uh, mindsets or these ideas thinking they're in pretty good shape and, you know, have to get some feedback from you. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about it, because I think some of these, you know, even for me, when I'm reading through our list is kind of like, hey, I didn't know this wasn't completely tr- uh, untrue or, or right. I didn't know you could be misled by this assumption. Yeah. So much so much information is is available today and it's hard sometimes for people to sort through what is actually good information and what is not so good information. Yeah, so we'll help you do that today. Let me remind you, too, you can find us online at jlperkinswealth.com. You can call Lee's office, 478-254-3550. Online, you can also schedule a meeting there, uh, register for a seminar. Uh, you're still doing virtual meetings, but also in person, too, right, Lee? Yes, yep. Still still got a majority of the people choosing to do web meetings and phone meetings at this point, but uh, hopefully this, these things will be past us at some point, one of these days, we keep hoping. Now, yeah. recently, uh, my whole office was sort of shut down for a whole week. Oh, wow. and we were forced to do do um, web meetings, but it wasn't because of coronavirus. It was because of the air conditioner virus. And uh, so we <laughs> had to get a new unit. So uh, nobody was really wanting to come in when it was 90 degrees in the office. So we, everybody worked from home and we still, it, it was fine. But yeah, you, you cannot underestimate or undervalue the power of a good air conditioner. You're not kidding. It's been hot so far this summer too. So Man, yeah, you cannot work in those conditions. Yep. Uh, well, look, let's start off the show. I got a quote of the month I want to throw out here for us to get started. I'm sure you've seen the movie Wall Street, right? You know what? I've actually never seen the movie. Oh, really? I've had, I've had a ton of people tell me about the movie. Sat down one night to watch the movie because my family wasn't there. Five minutes into the movie... It's a very risque scene. <laughs> My family got home, and um, anyway, I can just tell you that it was Gordon Gecko. Uh, some cocaine and a prostitute, and my wife walked in and said, "Why are you watching that?" So what, what turned are you it off. Watching here, yeah, yeah I turned it <laughs> off. Didn't get to see the rest of the movie, but yeah, it's a very popular movie in its day, and people still reference it. But yeah, I mean, it's yeah, one of those things that uh, I have not taken the time to watch. Okay. Well, there's a good, there's a bunch of good quotes in this movie, obviously about finance is, is you know, that's what the movie's all about investing. But uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on this quote. A fool and his money are lucky enough to even get together in the first place. 
Yeah, that's that's a, a really a kind of a funny quote because he's he's spinning it off of the real quote. But but anyway, I, unfortunately, that this kind of fuels the fire for stereotypes in the industry to where it's all all advisors or in his case, a stockbroker, the kind of that they live in that ruthless world. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's kind of kind of a, a crazy thing that people just that they like the movie. They like that kind of aspect. You know, I think maybe a better movie for people to see that has ties to the industry in more of a positive way is The Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith. Uh, yeah. I think that that's a probably you want to, you know, kind of pattern your things off of Will Smith and not and not Gordon Gecko in that movie. But yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy enjoy watching that. Yeah, stockbrokers don't get a really good rap in Hollywood, do they? No, nah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Fair or unfair, it's just always how it's portrayed. Um, all right, so let's hop into our main topic today. And again, a reminder, we'll have a mailbag question at the end of the show. So stay tuned to the end and uh, check out that as we kind of shift gears and answer a question from you, the listener. All right, so retirement ready. Are you clinging to false hope? That's the goal of today's show. And you know, we often find that people are clinging to certain ideas or beliefs that end up giving them a sense of false hope about their retirement. And quite frankly, it's a very dangerous position to be in because you know you don't have a lot of time to recover from these mistakes that you make. So let's explore some of the faulty thinking that ultimately leaves people underprepared for retirement. And let's start with this one. We got five on our list. Here's number one for us. The mindset that you're going to be able to retire once you hit a certain number in your savings. I know a lot of people throw around the number, hey, a million dollars, you get to a million, you're going to be in great shape. You're ready to go. But explain to me why that can give you a false sense of hope, Lee. Yeah, I, I think this notion of having a certain number of of dollars saved will make you be better prepared for retirement is really it's not true because you could have a million dollars and really struggle in retirement or you could have a hundred thousand dollars and live like a king in retirement so i tell people the amount of money that you've saved really is not the most important factor of your ability to retire the way you want to retire. It's more about the amount of money that you spend and the debt that you have. So if you go into retirement with a lot of debt and you've got a lot of money going out every month, that million dollars is not going to, it may not be enough to, to fill the gap once you retire and maybe take social security or turn on a pension or something like that. The quote experts would tell you that you should probably not take any more than 4% from a pot of money and you do the math and 4% of a million dollars is $40,000. So ask yourself the question, if you do have a million dollars, can you live on $40,000 plus whatever else you have in retirement? A lot of people can, but a lot of people cannot. So don't make it be just about a certain number in your savings account or your 401k or whatever that is. I would tell you to really concentrate on the amount of money that's going out every month. And that'll give you more freedom and flexibility in retirement. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, money that's going out every month, there's a a common belief that, hey, once you retire, your income needs are going to actually decrease and maybe even drastically decrease once you retire. But again, not the case. Yeah. Sometimes people throw that out as a sort of a blanket statement that would apply for everybody. And that's simply not the case. In many instances, I would say probably 70% of the people that I meet with when they retire, their in need for income or, or their expenses pretty much are going to stay the same. If they've done a good job of preparing for retirement, it's not like when you retire, you automatically 
are going to spend less because here's what I know. When you retire, every day is a Saturday. I actually had somebody in my office tell me that yesterday. He said he continues to have to tell people or have people tell him what day it is because to him, every day is a Saturday. And if you think about it right now, if you're still working, what's the day of the week that you spend most of your money? It's probably a Saturday because that's when you've got freedom to go and do ever do whatever you want to do. And so, yeah, I, I've not found that your expenses are going to drastically decrease when you retire unless that's the plan that you've set up. So plan on that, that transition period a month, three months, five months after retirement being a, a time to where you sort of figure out what your lifestyle is going to be. Then you can determine if your if your income needs are going to decrease or not. But no, it's not going to decrease for everybody. Gotcha. I don't know if you come across this very often, Lee, or not when you're working with people, but sometimes people assume that you're going to receive an inheritance, right? And any shortfalls that you might have, like maybe I don't have enough savings as I'd like, but I know, hey, look, I'm going to receive an inheritance. So that's going to make up for any of these shortfalls or any of the, uh, the gaps that I have in my income. Yeah, this is a common discussion that I have with people, they throw, a lot of people will just sort of, as added information, will say, hey, you know, my my mom or my dad, they're in their late 80s, early 90s. We know they're not going to be around forever. And I, I think I'm going to get half a million dollars. So we do, you know, we write it down and take that into consideration. But the advice that I give people is, all right, we can plan on that happening, plan on you receiving that money. I hope you get the money, but we're not going to figure that into your plan, meaning we're not going to base your future retirement on the fact that you're going to get a half million dollars from an inheritance. Because the reality is, even though they may have $500,000 now that you think you will inherit, if they don't die in the right way, and I know that kind of sounds harsh, but if they don't pass away uh, in a cheap manner, meaning die in the middle of the night, if they drag out in an assisted living facility or in some kind of medical situation, they could actually drain through that money. And then all of a sudden, if you're counting on that $500,000 for your retirement, uh, you could be in for a rude awakening. So I tell people, maybe just consider it to be gravy. If you get it, that's fine, but don't plan on it as a part of what you're counting on for retirement. Yeah, you just never know what's going to happen with that money until you have it. You can never assume that it's coming your way. Exactly, uh, yeah. So we're fourth on the list, and you know, people you're working with aren't doing this, but there are a lot of people that go through life, especially with finances, without really having a plan. And we talk about it all the time, why it's so important. And these same people, when they get to retirement, just kind of assume, and they maybe they've done a good enough job throughout their life of just figuring things out. They assume once in retirement, they can just do the same thing maybe spit, cut their spending down or whatever that adjustment needs to make. But either way, they're going to wing it and just figure it out once they get there. Yeah, th this is really why I do what I do, because I don't want people to approach retirement this way. Winging it in retirement is not a strategy that I recommend for anybody. However, in, in reality, I would say probably a, a vast majority of people, that's sort of how they do it. And I've tried to figure out maybe why that is. And I think a lot of people just don't understand. First of all, they don't know what they don't know. And I think sometimes people are intimidated by asking for help. The idea of going to an advisor like myself and saying, hey, I've never retired before. I don't know how to retire. I only get one chance to do it. And you want to make sure you get it right. 
So we try to create an environment for, for people who come in, you know, that are not clients of ours, that is a very non-threatening meeting. You know, we, we don't beat people over the head and try to sell them something. We try to be very educational. And, and look, there, there are some people who don't, maybe don't need an advisor, but that's not the, that's not the norm. I would say most people could use some professional advice and that's certainly what we do. So just like we talk about every week on the show, Ben, if, if there's somebody out there listening that doesn't know if they need an advisor or they just don't really know what the process is or maybe what it costs, how they pay, all those kind of things and typical questions that they have, I'd encourage them just to reach out to us, set up a phone call. I don't want people to feel like they have to come into the office because sometimes that can be intimidating for people. Let's just set up a phone call, have, have a 10-minute conversation about your situation and see if we can add value. But yeah, definitely, Ben, I tell people, do not wing it. Make sure you got a plan. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You think we talk about it enough, but there's still a lot of people that feel comfortable or think they're comfortable enough to do that on their own. But yeah, it yeah. can only lead to some bad situations for you. All right, the exactly. final one we're going to talk to about false hope. Uh, have you ever opened up your statements for your 401k or one of your retirement accounts and you're scrolling through, you see your investments and then maybe a little section that has your income estimate that shows you where you're going to be for retirement, tells you what kind of shape you're in. Why is this uh, maybe misleading a little bit? I mean, is it accurate at all? Can you rely on it at all, Lee? Yeah, I don't don't like these things because they're very generic in in nature. They're generated by computer. There's no personal interaction that goes into these things. Uh, But unfortunately, people will get this statement and and look at it and say, hey, I'm, I'm good to go. Now, a lot of companies... They won't disclose the assumptions, or if they do, it's in very, very small print, and nobody reads it. And the assumptions can be a little bit generous, I would say, maybe on on withdrawal rates and things like that. But I don't like it because, again, there's no personal interaction. It doesn't tell you what to do if, if, you know, do you change your strategy if the market is doing one thing versus another. What's your strategy if somebody pass, if a spouse passes away? How do you fill gaps and things like that? So, to me, it's just too generic, and sometimes it does give people a false sense of their, I guess, actual preparedness for retirement. So, no, I don't, I don't like them at all. So, if your if your four hundred one statement has that on it, I would sure have a, a professional look into your situation and, and give just a, a big picture. Because lots of times all those statements are doing is putting in a percentage of withdrawal on what your current balance is, estimating your social security based on your age. And many times that's it's just not accurate. It can be off by hundreds of dollars. So be very careful on making long-term planning decisions based on what that 401k statement says. Yeah, that's good advice. And if any of these things maybe uh, make you a little concerned about where you stand, if you're kind of questioning your readiness for retirement, it's never too late, right, Lee? I mean, if, if if you're even just about to be in retirement and, you know, maybe you've assumed that your income needs were going to be less or you you know, you just kind of always targeted a number without really having a, a reason why that number is important for you, go ahead and sit down and, and have this conversation. Like you said, just a, just a phone call to start things off to kind of get a feel for where you are because these are things you need to get adjusted or changed before retirement. Exactly. Yeah. You, you want to have these planning conversations years before you actually pull the trigger. But if you're six months from pulling the trigger, 
it's not too late. Go ahead and make that call. I had somebody reach out to us last week that said they are retiring the end of the year. And so, you know, here we are five or six months from the end of the year. Definitely not too late. We, we can still do some really nice work for this couple. Very good. Well, you can find uh, Lee and his team at jlperkinswealth.com. You can call him as well if you want to have that, that, that short phone call. Introductory phone call, you can find him at 478-254-3550. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. Let's turn now to the mailbag before we close out this show. We appreciate all the, the questions that come into the show. If you ever have anything on your mind, please send them in to us. You can do so through the website. Today's question comes in from Brandon. He writes, my financial advisor seems to do a good job of managing my investments, as far as I can tell, but we never talk about other things like social security or life insurance or legacy plans, which are all things that I feel like I should be getting advice on. Is this typical? Unfortunately, it is typical. Uh, run into a lot of people who, who have an advisor and all they really do is manage the investment. And I'll tell you, Ben, that, that kind of it frustrates me a lot because as an advisor, managing the money is the easy part. It's probably 20% of what I spend my time doing. And the other 80% is the planning. All the things that Brandon mentioned in his, in his email to us is, when do I draw Social Security? What do I do with life insurance? Do I continue it in, in retirement? What happens when I pass away? And all these kind of things. That's where you're getting real value from your financial advisor. And, and if you're not getting that, Brandon, I would say it may be time for you to start looking around and find somebody else who can add more value than what you're getting. Because you're paying a fee for the guy to manage your money. He should also be giving you that kind of advice. It's exactly what, what I do for all of my clients. Yeah, Brandon, hopefully that helps you. You get more value out of uh, that relationship for sure. So, you know, don't don't be ashamed that it's happening. I mean, it happens a lot to people, but you, know, you can always make adjustments. It's your money and uh, your future, so make sure you're getting the most out of it. If you want to reach out to Lee, Brandon, or anybody that's listening to the show has a question, you can do so online, jlperkinswealth.com. You can also find all the, the episodes of the Making Money podcast right there as well. And we'll have another episode coming out in a couple weeks. So, Lee, we'll talk to you then. I appreciate the time today. Enjoy the conversation. Yep. Thanks, Ben. Have a good week. You as well. Investment advisory services are offered by JL Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.